This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I am John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. President Tsai Ing-wen invites Premier Su Zeng-chang to stay on in his post as she enters her second term. The legislature approves an additional 150 billion NT dollars, or 5 billion U.S. dollars, in COVID-19 relief. And health authorities say that Taiwan did not record any new cases of COVID-19 on Friday. But first, today's top story. President Tsai Ing-wen has invited Premier Su Zeng-chang to stay on in his position as she enters her second term. Su has served as premier since early 2019. At the time, Tsai's Democratic Progressive Party had recently suffered a landslide defeat in legislative elections. Announcing her decision to keep him on in the post on Friday, Tsai said that Su had joined her cabinet at a low point in her administration. She said that upon taking up his position, he started working to protect Taiwan from African swine fever, and that now, more than a year later, he is protecting Taiwan from COVID-19. Tsai praised what she called Su's familiarity with politics, his grasp of government policy, and his skill at communicating with everyday people. She pointed to his ability to reach political compromises, citing issues such as a program to replace old vehicles and the legalization of same-sex marriage. She also said that Su has done much to encourage the return of Taiwanese companies from overseas, to promote economic growth and stability, to raise the minimum wage, to ensure childcare for parents, and to promote a new long-term care program for senior citizens and the disabled. A recent poll by the group Taiwan Brain Trust indicates that Su's approval rating stands at 68.9%. The legislature has passed a supplemental budget for COVID-19 relief, allocating an additional 150 billion NT dollars, or 5 billion U.S. dollars. This additional funding brings the total set aside for COVID-19 relief so far to 210 billion NT dollars, or 7 billion U.S. dollars. The supplemental budget is to be funded entirely through loans. It differs from an earlier cabinet proposal in several ways, though the amount set aside remains the same. The budget sets aside 16.5 billion NT dollars, or 550 million US dollars, for COVID-19 prevention, with the rest of the money going towards stimulating the economy. Health authorities say that Taiwan did not record any new cases of COVID-19 on Friday. That keeps Taiwan's total number of confirmed cases so far at 440. The Central Epidemic Command Center says that it has been 26 days since the last reported case of domestic origin. Since the COVID-19 pandemic began, Taiwan has recorded 349 imported cases, 55 cases of domestic origin, and 36 cases that were part of a cluster aboard a naval vessel. So far, six COVID-19 patients have died in Taiwan, while 355 have fully recovered and been released from quarantine. The foreign ministry says that Taiwan's embassy in Paraguay will communicate with members of the Paraguayan political party, the Guasu Front. That's after seven lawmakers from the party petitioned Paraguay's government to cut ties with Taiwan and recognize China in March. The issue was later put to a vote in Paraguay's Congress in mid-April, but a vote to encourage the government to cut its ties with Taiwan failed by nine votes. 
The foreign ministry says that both Taiwan and Paraguay are democratic countries. It says political parties in democratic societies are allowed to have their own opinions. However, the ministry also says that Taiwan's embassy in Paraguay will continue to monitor the situation and reach out to the Guasu Front. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. The foreign ministry says it will respect the ways that diplomatic allies choose to express support for Taiwan's inclusion in the World Health Assembly. The World Health Assembly is the decision-making body of the WHO. It is set to convene on May 18th, this time online due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Taiwan has been excluded from the annual assembly for several years due to Chinese pressure. Officials are hoping that Taiwan's diplomatic allies will voice support for Taiwan's participation in the run-up to this year's assembly. The foreign ministry says that support from allies may come in many forms, including proposals and petitions. Taiwan's Industrial Technology Research Institute has unveiled a prototype for a domestically built medical-grade ventilator. Currently, Taiwan relies on imported ventilators to meet its needs. The new prototype was developed in 17 days, with backing from Taiwan's economics ministry. The institute says it expects to build 10 ventilators by October. These will be put through safety testing and calibration. The institute also plans to start work with manufacturers so that 100 of the ventilators will be ready by June 2021. The economics ministry says the development of Taiwan-built ventilators is part of the final step in its three-pronged approach to fighting COVID-19. This year, Taiwan is marking 25 years since the death of one of its most legendary singers, pop icon Teresa Tang. Her voice is still etched deep into the memories of those who grew up with her music. Teresa Tang was Taiwan's queen of songs, a larger-than-life figure considered one of the most influential singers in Asia as a whole. She passed away 25 years ago today, on May 8, 1995. She was only 42. Tang was born in 1953 and embarked on a professional singing career at the age of 12. Over a span of 30 years, Tang's voice turned countless songs that might soon have been forgotten into runaway hits. She used to hold small concerts at military bases in Taiwan and became an idol among young soldiers. But her fans could be found across much of Asia, and her songs brought a bit of Taiwan to the world. Tang's death in 1995 came after a sudden asthma attack that set in while she was on vacation in Chiang Mai, Thailand. The news of her passing shocked and saddened people from well beyond Taiwan's borders. But by this time, she had cemented her legacy and her signature tunes remain classic standards today. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Though schools in Taiwan remain open, lingering concerns about COVID-19 have many of them wondering what to do about graduation ceremonies. One school on the southern tip of Taiwan has come up with a uniquely aquatic solution. 
The students of Kunding Elementary School grow up in paradise. Their home lies within Kunding National Park on Taiwan's tropical southern seacoast, and the clear coral seas just beyond are their playground. Each student must learn to snorkel and dive before they graduate. And so, when the school started thinking about where to hold its graduation ceremony in a time of social distancing, the obvious answer was five meters beneath the waves. Normally, the school's principal says, school-sponsored diving classes won't take students out into depths greater than two meters. But with the help of instructors, five meters proved no real difficulty for these experienced kids. In these coastal waters, there are no crowds and no worries about COVID-19, just coral and schools of fish. With waterproof graduation certificates, the students could enjoy a feeling of accomplishment with friends while celebrating the unique place they call home. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.